to episode 20 and to 20 more, maybe. Oh, probably more <laughs> than that, if I'm being honest. We need yeah. to start planning something big for 100, like way in advance. <laughs> Do a musical. Dude, that'd be cool. Yeah, cool. Let's, let's start writing a play. Let's write Do a, a full, play. full production. Yeah, that'd be cool. Welcome to Chip Tooth Podcast, episode number twenty. Woo! Yeah, number that, twenty. That's a big number. Two o. Twenty. Yeah, it's I'm, almost as old as we are. It's crazy to think that. I mean, well, I guess years versus weeks different, but yeah, but it's crazy to think that we've been doing this podcast for twenty weeks now. Yeah, it's kind of like I don't know what's because we talked about what when it was hit number seven, it was like we got to keep doing it forever. Yeah, but now it's like oh twenty. Now it's like a real habit. Like, you, we don't even like set up a date or anything. We, you just text me, hey, I'm coming over, and I'm like, all right, let's do it. Yeah, it's super weird because it, because seven, it felt like it took forever to get to seven. Right. And now it feels like seven was just yesterday, but it's actually been thirteen weeks. Yeah. Since we did ago. that, that's crazy. I mean, and we do it with no audience whatsoever. <laughs> Like, it's amazing that we have the drive to continue doing this with zero audience. I, li- I like to imagine that episode, like, we'll be on episode, uh, I don't want to say something crazy, episode, let's say episode 100 yeah. or something like that, and somebody will be like, oh, look at this, this is cool. And then they there's somebody like me, and they just, like, binge all of it. That's what I do, too. If I find a podcast that I really like that isn't, I mean, our episodes are an hour long, so you would have 100 hours that you could listen to, but there's a podcast that I found that is like the longest episode that I ever had was 45 minutes and usually they're about 30. Mm-hmm. And when I was working an overnight at the airport, uh, yeah. monitoring a job, um, I just downloaded cause there, there's no wife. There's no like good, um, there's no good Internet. phone reception uh, okay. outside the airport. And I was too far away to get the wifi. So I you used sh- to download Netflix episodes or movies or whatever. Uh, but then when I really got into podcasts, what I started to do is I would look for podcasts and then I found this podcast and I downloaded three seasons of the podcast, which was probably like 50 to 60 episodes mm-hmm. and it was binged. Like I did, I did so two like overnights. five hours worth of Something like content. that. Yeah. And I mean, for, I listened to it for about a week at, while I was working and right. just, just killed it all. And it was that's just how I am. Like I am that I'm I'm that way with shows too. Um, like Futurama, I'm not binging it because I want to watch a new show. I'm watching right. it because I love the show and right. I can binge it and yeah, not and care. You can just sit there and mind-numbingly accept all this whatever's happening in the room. Yeah, and I just like I'm I'm very I'm very prone to binging if I find something I really like. Oh yeah, me too. Especially. Like if I'm just, if it's something I can just listen to while I'm working. So like, so podcast. Right. Um, Cause I have a lot of time at work where I can just listen to podcasts. Nobody cares. Right. Um, I'd be interested to see how many people that maybe that do listen or will listen if they listen to it as well. Like, like you, you're saying like, Oh, I'm, I'm at work or I'm taking a drive or I'm at work or something like that. And they just binge it or whatever like that. Yeah. I have a, I have a friend who, said that he's a little bit behind on the episodes. And I was a, like, what's a little bit. <laughs> yeah. That, that's kind there's of like, there's only so many. That's kind of what I said. I was like, Oh really? You're a little bit behind. He's like, well, at least, uh, at least I'm telling you, I'm not like lying to you saying I'm listening to them all. I was like, all right, what episode are you on? He's like, I'm going to listen to the first three. I was like, I was like, you're way behind. I was like, we're on, we're on, we're about to be on episode 20. You know something funny? Sorry. This is, it's the same, but different. Um, Ethan, uh, Ace's brother, was hanging out with us, and he just started talking about this stuff that we were talking about on last week's podcast. And I just, I was just talking to him normally, like, oh yeah, yeah. And then I brought up shit that I had said before, and he's like, yeah, I listened to it on the podcast. And I was like, oh yeah, oh I forgot that I talked about this, and somebody probably listened that he listened to. Yeah, it's kind of so weird. I was like, wow, okay, got uh, instant feedback. Yeah, it's odd because I'll be having a conversation with somebody and I'll be like, holy shit. Like, I've already said this. I know I have. Where have I said it? <laughs> yeah. And then I'll realize, oh my God, 
you and I had a discussion about this on the podcast last week. That's yeah, so and now weird. There's, there's record of it. <laughs> yeah, it's interesting, man. I mean, that's why we did it. I mean, that's why we do it because yeah. it's just fun and it's cool to to have it out there, just to have the record. Right, um, right. It's a it's a lot of fun. Yeah. But, uh, twenty to, you, to episode twenty and to twenty more, maybe. Well, probably more <laughs> than that, if I'm being honest. We need yeah. to start planning something big for a hundred, like way in advance. <laughs> Do a musical, dude. That'd be cool. Yeah, cool. Let's, let's start writing a play. Let's write Do a, a full play. full production. Dude, that'd be cool. Um, but so the first thing I want to start off with, uh, I just saw the story when we sat down. We were about to record. Um, but in 1990. Okay. So this was take us back. Yeah, way way before we were even born. Yeah, well, a little bit before we were born. Five six years, depending on what year. Yeah, so all you old people don't give a shit. Yeah, um, but in 1990, uh, there it is. Uh, oh in 1990, no. <laughs> the cash poor USSR paid Pepsi for their for Pepsi like to ship Pepsi into Russia, or then USSR. Um, they paid for their drink with 17 warships. <laughs> And vodka, too, obviously. Oh, yeah, because um, you can't take your warships without vodka. Exactly. Uh, you going to take the vodka neat? Pepsi ended up selling them for scrap, but they were briefly the sixth largest military power in the world. <laughs> it's great. Yeah, man, that's so that that's crazy. Coke, where you at? <laughs> where's, yeah. your, where's, your, where's your weapons at? That, that's what Pepsi should have done. They should have attacked Coke. <laughs> should have yeah. gone to war. Had open warfare. Yeah, it's literally I, it's literally like dystopian future <laughs> the the battle between Coke Pepsi and, and Pepsi. Coke. Yeah. Um but I mean then Atlanta would probably burn down and that would have sucked. Again. Oh well yeah. Um, <laughs> Again, yeah, turn back time to what mm-hmm. Stonewall Jackson <laughs> yes. and Sherman. That is burned straight through the South. Yeah. Atlanta specifically. But uh a Pepsi executive told uh, Bush senior administration, we're disarming the Soviet Union faster than you are. And that's pretty fucking funny. That's great. I love it. So, and I think in that article they say, because like, they didn't keep the warships. No, no, they, they sold them for scraps. But I wonder what that means with warships. Because, I mean, did you just sell the warships to the highest bidder? Or did you just no, I take think, it apart, sell the parts? I think that they probably... Just dismantled it. Well, they probably sold them to the U.S. government. Right. And then they probably scrapped them. I wonder how much they got them. Well, how much was the value? So the the accord, it said the accord. So the... Oh, the official the deal, The deal uh, is valued at more than $3 billion. And th- this wow. is an article from 1990. Yeah, like so I, $3 billion in 1990. Mm-hmm. Still, that's a lot of money. Yeah, I. Uh, but I, I saw just a screenshot of, uh, I guess, a tweet that somebody just mentioned that, that happening. So I looked it up and... I actually found the actual article from New York Times. They archived it online. Like, like the actual article that came out that day or whatever? Yeah. So it was April 4th, uh, ni- uh, 1990. Hmm. Uh, it that That's crazy. I mean, and that was right after uh, Pepsi purchased, uh, I think, hold on. Um... Oh no, Pepsi was based in Purchase, New York. That's super weird. Uh, but that the year of 1989, they posted sales of more than 15 billion dollars. Jeez, that's insane. I mean, and obviously it's because they own Kentucky Fried Chicken, Pizza Hut, Doritos, right, right, all that stuff. So, um, but yeah, Pepsi, man, you gotta have a, you gotta a private company <laughs> destroying the the Soviet Union. What was it you said six ranked like uh largest military power jesus <laughs> that's crazy yeah sorry i just swigged that beer um but yeah that that's super that's funny because i the soviet union was already crashing at that point right and obviously all they had were assets they didn't have actual liquid funds so they just right traded i mean make make do with what you got yeah, maybe this is how... got a lot of Pepsi for it. Yeah, maybe this is how we'll handle nuclear weapons when they're privatized. Yeah. I'll sell you uh, two new... Two, I don't know. How do you quantify nuclear weapons? I don't know. Uh, I, however you do that, I'm going to sell you two of them. Yep. For all of uh, 
You said KFC, so I'm just gonna say KFC. I'll just I'll sell you two two bombs for uh for KFC. Yeah, man. Jesus, you, you probably make a lot. Your return on investment would probably be pretty good because there's a lot of fat people in the United States that need that Kentucky Fried Chicken. <laughs> right. Even Christ. not fat people really like Kentucky Fried Chicken. Well, yeah, it's it's a it's a good establishment. I don't like Kentucky Fried Chicken anymore. When I uh when I went to college, uh, me and my roommate. We went to Kentucky Fried Chicken and got like the biggest family bucket that we could get. Mm-hmm. Just two of us, and we ate all of it in like one sitting. Yeah, and I almost threw up. Jeez. And since then, I just That's don't. A lot of grease. Yeah, I, don't, I haven't eaten Kentucky Fried Chicken since. I don't think. Yeah, you can ruin it for yourself. Yeah, I mean, I could probably go and eat there now, and it'd be fine. I just have no desire whatsoever. Right. So I, it's because I know as far as fast food restaurants go. I mean, I'm. You know, if I'm going out for lunch or something like that, Kentucky Fried Chicken or, like, especially if it's lunch from, like, work, you know, I'm not going to go to a fried chicken place usually. Yeah. No, it's, one, it's too heavy. Yeah. one Yeah. It's just going to make me tired, I feel like. But at the same time, I mean, they got deals flying all the time, like saying $5 bucket or all that kind of crap, which is good deals. But I just don't want chicken, you know. I don't want a big mashed potatoes, green beans, mac and cheese, and... A big old breast of chicken. I don't really want that when I'm gonna go work for another five hours. Yeah, it's it, it because of all the grease. It just sits so heavy in your stomach, and you just feel like shit for right. the rest of the day. And I felt that to the max when I went <laughs> and uh, split that bucket with my roommate. You were obese for probably about an hour. Yeah, at <laughs> least you either threw it up or your metabolism went into overdrive. <laughs> my metabolism is too fast, so yeah. uh, I probably burned it all off really quickly. But uh, I just. Yeah, it's gonna make you sick either way. Yeah, no, it wasn't good. Um, but. I did that with uh, not really fast food, but there was this gas station when I was in college. It was like literally a skip hop, you know, across the jump. road. Yeah, skip hop and a jump across the road, and uh, they sold this thing called the Bomb Burrito. A gas station burrito? Yeah. Come on, man. Yeah, and I was uh, I was up late, you know, and it was just I between studies and all that kind of crap it's like maybe 2 a.m there's no no places open and it's right there i was like all right because i it's funny enough i I had a 24-hour dining hall but that was like five blocks away yeah because you know because you went to georgia state yeah which is just split up between random buildings that (laughs) that the college bought from my my dorm dorm was a holiday inn that's so funny (laughs) and then georgia state bought it and turned it into a dorm but yeah, I was just like, oh, I'm going to get this burrito. Worst worst thing I could have ever done. I was so sick. What kind of what kind of gas station was this? Uh, it was a shell, I think. Dude, you no, it wasn't even like a <laughs> It wasn't even a, a QT. A QT or something? <laughs> it was a shell, like a little that, tiny shell. That's disgusting. If you ever if you know, if you're in the Atlanta area, go on Piedmont uh just you'll see it. It's this it's Piedmont in like I think just past Auburn. It's it's right there. It's just the tiniest little shell. That's disgusting. There was there was one time that I was over by Georgia Tech, and I oh, needed yeah. gas really badly. Mm-hmm. So I looked up gas stations. And I saw Quick Trip pop up. I said, "Holy shit, let's go!" So I went over eighty five. Right. And you know I was on like the city side of of uh of eighty five. So not. Um, you talking about like Midtown? Yeah, like across from uh from Georgia, Georgia Tech. Yeah, yeah. And I drive to that QT because I was like, oh, sweet, I'm going to get gas. I'm going to run in and get um, get a big Q or something, you know, just get a drink. Yeah, sure. And I pull up. I'm literally on E. Like, I've been on E for 15 minutes. So I'm, you're, you're burning fumes. I'm super point. excited because I'm like, okay, I'm going to get this gas. Good. Um, pull up. It's just the store part of a QT on what? the corner. It was just on the corner of um, of one of the... I don't even know what streets they were because I wasn't paying attention. But you, I pull up. You just had to get there. You didn't care where it was. Exactly. And, and I was pulling... I was in front of it and I was driving up and I was like, okay, so no no gas station, no gas pumps on this side, maybe on the other side. So I turn left down the road. It's a one way and I get up and I'm getting past it and I realize it's a parking... It's a parking lot. Oh no. Fuck. It's just the store section of a QT. Did you still get a big Q? No, I didn't because <laughs> I needed gas so badly. So I went to that, um, to that Chevron. Like right across the way. You, you know what Chevron, it's, it's, um, fuck, I, I'm explaining it for, it doesn't matter. 
But I stopped at a Chevron that was like hood as fuck, and it was. Oh, I think real I know. Sketchy. It's on Northside. Yeah, it's it's over. I think it's on the same road that um, that the shell with the big Coke murals on. Big Coke mural. Okay. Yeah, uh, over there by center, by center stage. Oh, okay. Um, but I, yeah, that I was very very upset about that. <laughs> I should have just gone into QT and got a drink, anyways, but. <laughs> Make, a, I, make the best of a bad situation. I, I was real. I was real concerned about my gas situation though, because I was low, dude. Like I had been low for way too long, and I was stuck in Atlanta traffic, so yeah. I just hopped off. Dude, I used to. So, driving from from my parents' house to work, it was like a twenty good twenty minutes, good twenty minute drive. Um, and I, uh, you know, you get that indicator. Like on my car, it's a there's a little indicator. It says, "Oh, you have." It starts flashing. It says, "You got 30 miles left." Yep. That 30 goes to zero so quick, because it literally on my way home from work, like the night before, it was flashing right like halfway home, and I was like, "All right, I probably have enough to get back to work tomorrow," because I had to be there like 7 a.m. Yep. So, I uh, so the next day I go and um, you know you know where um, dang. What's that gas station called in front of EC? Goobers. Goobers. Well, what's the old? What's the other one called? There's another gas station. Well, what's what? Did Go- Goobers got bought up by somebody. I mean, it was Tex. It's a Texaco. But yeah. It's it was Goobers was the name okay. of it. Okay. Well, we'll say Goobers for this, but uh, I was literally like a mile out from Goobers. Yeah. And I didn't even think I needed gas because it was blinking saying thirty, and my car like I Spot the gas wasn't going. So oh, I was like, no. oh no. And on top of that, it was pouring down rain. Oh, shit. So then I got out of my car. I walked. <laughs> I walked all the way down like a mile. Got a little can of gas. And walked filled, back. Walked all the way back. Dude. Yeah. That's I was, so bad. I was soaked. And I was wearing like nice, nice uh, boots and nice like everything. I was soaked. I wanted to just turn around and go back home, change and go. But I was already late and I was like, I'll just go to work, whatever. There was um, there's only one time that I've that I've basically ran out of gas, and it was um, I was driving home from Publix uh, in Fayetteville. So I was driving. It was it was like a 45 minute drive to my work at the time, mm-hmm. and I was going down the road that Lee Middle School's on, that Goobers. Right. And I felt I literally felt like my car start sputtering. I was driving a stick shift at the time, so I felt it starting to sputter. I was like, oh fuck, oh right. fuck. No. So. I drop it in the first gear uh, as I'm as I'm starting because literally when it happened I was getting into the turn lane to turn in so it started sputtering oh, no. so I drop it in the first gear and just pop it keep on popping it just to let it kind of get yeah, some just coast a little yeah. bit so and then and then I just put it in neutral and just let it coast and literally <laughs> I ran out of gas I would have completely ran out of gas if I would have gone to that light um, so I ended up like I was sputtering as I was pulling into the gas station and it was perfect timing. Wow. That was the only time that I've basically run out of gas. Other than that, I mean, like in the car that I drive now, I drive a Dodge Dart and what it does is the the fuel indicator will pop up like, hey, you need gas and it'll say you have 30. It's like, usually for me, it's around 32 or 34 right. miles. It's like you have 34 miles to go. And then once it gets to 30, it stops showing you and just says yeah, low mine fuel. Mine, it'll say 30 and then it'll go to flashing. And then you literally, you have like maybe five miles left before it's just done. Well, what sucks about mine is like the 30 is right. But right. I wish it would keep on showing you instead of just saying low fuel where the the miles left is right. at. It literally just says low fuel. So I'll, um, so I'll be driving for like 15 minutes. And I'm like, well, I'm assuming I still have another... 10 miles I can go. Right. Um, so I try not to chance it as much now, but I'm still pretty bad about it. Well, that's what I was going to say is now where I, where I work and live now, it's literally five minutes. But if like, like two nights ago I was, I was coming home late and I was out almost out of gas. I was like, I'm going to go get gas right now. Cause who knows in the morning, even exactly. though I'm like, I'm five minutes away from work and I'm also two minutes away from a gas station. So well, it's a lot different, but I'm not risking it anymore. Well, also, as it when it gets cold in the morning mm-hmm. or overnight or gets colder, yeah. you know, your gas compresses. It gets right. the, the molecules tighten, so it's not as so you don't have as much. Right. It doesn't read as much. It's not as 
I guess potent may be the right word. Well, I, I don't think that's necessarily the right word, but it's not vaporized in your tank. Right. So it's so it reads lower than it actually is. Because um, as your car starts heating up, it'll... Uh, yeah, liquefy or whatnot. Well, it, yeah, it'll thin out. But it's like sometimes I'll I'll get home and it's like you got 30... It's like you got 35 miles and I get in the car in the morning. It's like low fuel. I'm like, fuck, I should have yeah. just got gas yesterday. I right. always do this to myself. Like... Uh, uh, that, that's a problem for tomorrow, Nick. Not, yeah. not tonight, Nick. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> Which I'm probably going to do tonight, honestly. Right. Because I need gas, but... Eh. It's on the way. I'll drive. I'll, I have to drive to my office, so... Yeah, you might want to get it. <laughs> eh, whatever. Especially if you got to be there early morning. I'll get gas in the morning. I'll be fine. <laughs> I, I pass by a racetrack. <laughs> Jeez. Yeah, man. Um, got to get that big old cup of coffee. I do, man. Um... <laughs> Although, uh, I haven't been drinking, I mean, I've really just been drinking water when I'm at work for the most part now, Mm -hmm. because I've been having these, uh, or I had a couple of fainting things in the past couple months. Right. Uh, and it's, I think it, if it is what I think it is, it's low blood pressure, which is, which not drinking enough water and not having enough salt in your system a lot of times will make it worse, Mm -hmm. but there's an actual... So, it, for me, it's when I stand up too fast. Right. Uh, feel like a head rush or whatever. Yeah, so you know that feeling when you get up and your vision kind of gets a little dark? Right. Uh, mine, so from what what I remember normally, it's when I'm standing up, you know, the the tunnel will start to close and it'll open back up. And mm-hmm. I'll have like this, oh, it's like you get really close and you can feel it and you're like, okay, I'm good. Your vision like goes black and then comes back. Well, um, for me, a lot of times... Or not a lot of times, but whenever I pass out, it's like I stand up and I see the little tunnel starting to close. Mm-hmm. I'm like, okay, it's going to open back up here in a second. Uh, straight black, you're out. And I just Ugh. wake up on the ground. I'm like, what the fuck? Um, and that's probably happened to me four or five times in my life. And it's been over the past couple of years it's happened to me. But there was one time I was doing breathing exercises before a show. Oh, and uh, I took a deep breath, leaned over to tie my shoe. And when I leaned over, I blacked out. I guess it, I assumed it was just from uh, compressing my chest. Right. And so I didn't have enough oxygen. I don't know. Um, but yeah, you just got that head rush and, and passed out. I, I busted up the bridge of my nose uh, on my chair. Uh, that one that one wasn't bad because I came to you really quickly. But then the uh, a month or two ago, I I stood up out of uh, my wife's car at, at the house that she was living at for a while. Like we recently um, went over there and... Uh, I stood up, and I it started to happen. I put my hand on the side of the car because I was like, okay, I just got to lean and just take a second. And um, apparently they said that I took, like, two steps backwards and, like, turned and just fell right. I fell right into the rose bush. Oh, Thorns. This is all, all in me. Like, you didn't was, remember it all. No. I mean, I remember, I remember getting up and leaning over and trying to kind of ride it out. Right. That's part of my problem, too, is I'm like, oh, I'll be fine. I'll ride it out. Right. Well, I should know by now. Like, if I'm yeah. getting that bad, I just need to sit down because it'll go away. Um, but, man. Uh, but, yeah, anyway, so I've been drinking a lot more water than I have been drinking uh, coffee or Monsters or anything like that. And uh, I'm doing my best not to put my head below my heart mm-hmm. uh, just so I'm not that low. Because right. it's when I'm standing up, the my blood trying to rush two different directions because it's a lot further away now um usually it'll, it goes to the feet first so um i'm not a huge fan of that and i was supposed to go to the doctor already and i just haven't i, I called and they were like oh yeah we can get you in and um we can get you in so the doctor boys yeah well it's, it's actually the <laughs> the nurse or the, the, the front office lady who handles uh scheduling um, we, we can uh, we can get you in in August. I was like, "Fuck you, oh, Jesus!" So I was like, All "Where right, are I'm you just... trying to go?" They, usually, they can get you in, in, in within the month. It's a Piedmont, man. Oh, really? Yeah, it's the doctor that I want to go to is the one that my family's always gone to, uh-huh. and apparently he's the shit. So uh, he's booked oh, yeah. out for the next couple months. Plus, I'm a new patient, right? Because I don't go to the doctor ever. Last time I went to the doctor was three years ago. Yeah, I, same here. I was supposed to get blood work done or something. Just, just as like a checkup. Yeah. Um, but I just never was able to schedule it, like at a good time. So. 
yeah. it's a good it's a good thing to do if you got time definitely do it but i just i just working all the time yeah i for me what and makes it really hard besides working also being lazy <laughs> yeah for me what makes it really hard is that i work a basically i want it's not a nine to five but it's seven to three thirty right so a good eight hour day yeah but it's during the time when everybody's fucking open when all the doctor's offices are open and right. by the time i get back into town it's like four forty-five. yeah all so closed i'm fucking screwed anyways and i don't want to take off work i don't want to leave early or go in late i mean if you could schedule it all everything you got to do in one day which is difficult off. to do but yeah i mean that's only time it's going to be worth it to take a day off yeah no it sucks i'm uh i hate it but you know, Jeez. you yeah. figure it out. Definitely. I mean, you can also just WebMD it, but they'll just tell you you're dying. They'll so. tell me. They'll tell me I have a brain tumor. Yeah, there's something crazy. Well, there's my my cousin has something where the blood pools in the top of her heart because the valve up top doesn't push the blood out all the way. Mm-hmm. So she has. Um, she wasn't passing out, but she was getting head rushes a lot and low blood pressure sort of deal. Um, so she drinks. All she drinks is water, and they also put in, um, it's, I guess it's something that makes it taste, like, sweet, but it's uh, it's salt. It's like basically saline. a salt packet. It's like a saline solution. I guess, and but what they but it's like a Gatorade-type flavoring, I guess. Right, right. Uh, but it has, the sodium content is really high. Yeah. So that's, it boosts that. That's funny, I was going to say, uh, as far as water goes, I'm, I got my big old Yeti, like, 30-something ounce that I drink all day long. But I started drinking these Propel packets in it, too. Yep. And that just makes you drink it, like, twice as much. Yeah. it just tastes better. Well, I take um, I take a medication that's similar to Vyvanse, and right. I get dry mouth really bad. Mm-hmm. But also, like, for me to not go crazy, like, I, I tend to have fixations. Mm-hmm. And right now, I'm working on, uh, I'm taking medications again, Uh just because you know stressful job and stuff like that so i'm trying to right, right. i'm trying to get used to new positions and stuff for work uh and this is just a good this is the way that i know i started seeing patterns in my behavior that were pretty negative and we're we're going to in the future cause issues between me and charlie because i was going to get distant and shitty um and i was going to kind of do destructive things but now i have a family i can't allow myself to to do stuff like that. Mm-hmm. So I, I started taking medications again. And as I'm ramping up my anti-anxiety stuff, uh, I'm also taking a Vyvanse-esque medication that kind of, because it focuses me so much, it also helps me. I also focus more on my, sort. Uh, it's I sort of have OCD tendencies when I get really nervous. Right. So I count my steps to fours and then restart one, two, three, four, one, two, three, four. That's um, a little nuts. <laughs> yeah, no, I mean, and then I also, uh, but, but the way that one of the things that I do now that is more productive is I fixate on drinking a lot of water. Mm-hmm. Um, so I've, I've been drinking like 96 ounces minimum of water a day cause I've right. got my Nalgene that's 32 ounces and I drink three of those. Um, but you know, I, as I start to, I need to keep on drinking that much water because I haven't really had any issues with my head rushes, but, you know, uh, eventually I'll stop fixating on everything. Right. But that's the, I was able to make that doctor's appointment and go to that one. So that was good. Because that's not the Piedmont doctor, that's the, the psychiatric type thing. Yeah, he's a psychiatrist. So basically he's like... Uh, oh, whoops. Uh, since since I've been to him before, he's like, yeah, I already know you pretty well, so this one's going to be quick. Here, These are the medications you were taking. Did they work for you? I was like, yeah. He's like, cool. So what have you been up to? It's like, you know, podcast instead of music and working a new job. He's like, okay, cool. Um, here's medication. Here's prescriptions. Go on. I was like, sweet. Hmm. So I was there for 15 minutes, 20 minutes. And also got a letter that says my dog is now a service dog. Well, that's good. Yeah, so we're gonna tr- we're gonna get him trained. Nice. Yeah, it's good discounts and stuff on that, right? On what? For being a service dog, like you get discounts on training or something like that. I don't know. I haven't uh, looked I into it yet. yet. I just I figured there was something. I don't know. I mean, 
basically we can take him places that we wouldn't have been allowed to before. But we don't have a vest for him or anything yet. We want to actually train him before we start doing that. Right. But right. more official. Yeah. And, you know, we just want him to... He is a good dog as far as puppies goes. Like, he's not... He's good about... If he has to go to the bathroom, he walks to the back door. So proud of him. Nice. Already? Um, wow. Yeah, but he got he has balls cut off right uh, last week. And he's been weird since he's been wearing the cone. Like, he uh, just... Uh, he's a little more, like, timid, I guess. Yeah, so he'll... Um, so he's he's been going to the bathroom in the house a little bit more than usual, and I think it's just because he's stressed out. Right. But, you know, we, we try to take it off of him and just monitor him instead of having to make him wear that all the time. Right. I but, mean, that's probably less stressful. Yeah. Also, it's pinning his ears. Oh, so, yeah. So, you know, you know when, uh, when they have, I guess, boxers and pits and stuff, they'll sometimes they'll pin the ears to the center. Right. It gives them some sort of regal look or whatever. That's the that that's was the, the fancy the, look. The bullshit thing that they did, like breeders did. Yeah. So because his cone, his ears are so tall, and his mm-hmm. cone, they're right. turning inward, so they're sitting on it, like crossing basically Ugh. at the tips, and um, he can hear everything. I do not like it. Oh, it yeah. looks not good. So when we take him now, when we take a, his cone off, his ears still do it. Oh no! It's so upsetting. Well, I'm, I mean, it'll go away. It's I not hope. like you're actually forcing forcing it. Like it's, it'll probably be go away. I imagine it's not like you're actually tying them together. Well, I'm really hoping so because uh, his ears were so cute, man. They just went straight up and out to the sides, more, right. and now they sit inside. Now they sit towards the inside, and that I don't know. We used to call him Bat Boy. Oh yeah, but that's real close to Bad Boy. So. Um, <laughs> oh, I get it. Yeah. So we had to say we had to say it in like a real positive naughty tone. boy. Yeah, <laughs> just change up the change up the verbiage. Yeah, but he's a, <laughs> uh, but he, he's been good. Other than that, I mean, we were going through phases. Uh, I've I've heard there's phases of ups and downs. Well, yeah, with any new puppy, I imagine. Yeah, but uh, <laughs> when I got here, you gave me some bad news about uh, a couple fish. Oh well, yeah, that's not major news but yeah i got some new like algae eaters who did the job but i'm treating the tank for like disease right now so it's very high temperature compared to normal so i think that's possibly what happened to him uh still figuring it out but yeah everybody else is fine all the all the guys that are there for looks and and just having them the algae eaters i just had for the job of eating algae which they did that job how long did you have them for uh, I don't know, probably two weeks, maybe. Yeah, I mean, maybe less. You uh, kind of sucks, honestly. But you you kind of skipped over, you kind of buried the lead. But your your two fish died. You, you, the two new fish that you bought died. The algae yeah, eaters. Yeah. Um, well, yeah, I don't want to talk about my piss poor fish keeping. <laughs> well, no, I I mean, you have to take care of the the bacteria and stuff. So I mean, yeah. there's not much you can do about that one. I mean, I also got them both from the same place and from the same tank. So, honestly, there could have been pre-existing stuff. Yeah. I don't know. They looked okay, but they're gone now. They'll rest in peace. Everybody else is fine, though, in the tank. So, just hope that uh, that works out. Yeah. Um, speaking of things dying, um, oh God. Trump stopped the war. Yeah, I guess he did. For now. Yeah, it's kind of it's the very Trump. What do you Trumpage Trump? Uh, what is the what is it that they call it? Trumpillion. It's the Trump way of how he did it. It's just kind of funny. Uh, yeah. Okay. So to so basically, uh, for those of you who don't know, I'm sure most of you have heard of it was what a pretty decent big news story. Well, as it should be, but right. um, but for those of you who don't know, the past so ever since Donald Trump gotten got into uh, office. Uh, one of the first things he did was pull out of the Iran deal where right. nuclear um, deal. yeah so Iran wasn't allowed to develop nuclear weapons uh, but they were allowed to maintain nuclear plants as long as they were people were allowed to check them and make sure they weren't uh, enriching in uranium to create bombs right. um, he pulls out of that uh, which I think is a bad idea um, well yeah and then uh, more recently uh, United States has been ramping up sanctions. 
has been really trying to crack down on them economically speaking. Uh, yeah, they're trying to smoke them out a little bit. Which basically all that doesn't do anything for the to the Iran government. All that does is hurt the people in the country. But mm-hmm. whatever. He he also believes tariffs work. They don't. Right. Um. But what what happened is uh, we sent over. It was a Japanese dele- or delegate or something. It was somebody from from Japan who went and was speaking to the leadership in Iran. And while they were there, a Japan a tanker. I guess that was Japanese that was going to Japan from. Uh, Iran with fuel mm-hmm. uh, hit mines, quote unquote, hit right. mines, and um, sunk basically. Right, they, they got destroyed, and they weren't sure if it was mines or or whatnot. Did or, they come to more of a conclusion on that? So they there's pictures of they they say we know it's Iran because we saw pictures, really grainy photos of an Iran ship pulling a mine that didn't explode off of one of the tankers. Right. Um, which, I mean, it's in their water space, right? Or what mm-hmm. they claim to be their their water. Uh, so obviously the Iran military is going to respond to, or they're going to go out and check what happened. Right. That, that only makes sense. But uh, but either way, they're they're saying that's proof that Iran did it. And then more recently, the Iranians shot down an un an unmanned, basically a UAV. Right. Uh, yeah. But yeah. but what, it, drone. But it's actually a drone that has weapons on it, so it's not UAV. Uh, that has weapons on it. So they shot it down. United States claims that it was. It was outside or in out, space. Yes, but it, knowing the United States, it was probably either right on the line or it was inside Iranian airspace. Right, because they claim it was well within, whereas like the data and whatnot that. At least that has been shown to the American public was it was way like way outside. So. Correct. Um, which, first of all, the United States government was super shocked that the Iranians have ramped up their military abilities that they can actually take down uh, planes now. Mm-hmm. And they can they actually have anti-air um, right. missiles and stuff that they can take down planes, um, which obviously if you have if you have countries flying airplanes over you. Yeah, I mean you, you're gonna you're gonna want you're gonna to. make that defense if there is that offense already. Exactly, because because uh, that's how uh, the United States took down Iraq so so easily right. or not easily, I guess, but that's how they dominated Iraq is because the United States had a strong air force, obviously, right. and was able to just just straight bomb the Iran the Iraqis um, because they couldn't take down they didn't have any anti air missiles right. or anything like that. Well, it was it was different the government entities on top of the different terrorist organization labels as well yeah um but yeah you're right uh but anyways so trump sat down with his advisors and top military um people and generals i guess and was speaking to them about how to retaliate Mm -hmm. um and according to trump they said we are going to bomb these targeted missile we're going to do targeted strikes against uh missile silos and um like uh air like bases basically yeah which could possibly ignite world war world war three or a war of some magnitude it would at least be the iran war that michael bolton has been fighting for or has been trying to get for the past uh, 20 years um because the united states would not destroy iran to the like they wouldn't. I actually believe that they are trying to do targeted strikes because they would not want to ruin oil fields mm-hmm. or anything like that. Because that's what they want, right? Yeah. Uh, we want the oil. We want to uh, give the military-industrial complex the ability to to create, to quote unquote, create jobs and quote unquote, create wealth by mm-hmm. by uh, building new airplanes and more weaponry and stuff like that. But right. um, anyways, they were like, okay, we're gonna start mounting a strike. We're going to prep all the planes or whatever. And what happened is the the general came to him and said, President Trump, we will be ready to go in about 30 minutes. Yeah, literally so close. Like they hadn't taken off yet. Right. But if they if Trump gives them the go the green light, it'll, it'll take them 10 minutes to get there, basically. Right. 
Um, so he said in about 30 minutes, we'll be ready. They'll be ready to launch and go and, uh, take out the, take out the targets. And Trump said, okay, um, what's the casualty going to look like? What's the casualty count going to look like? And the general said, let me get back to you on that. This is all according to Donald Trump, obviously. Right. He said, let me. I mean, this, this is what he put out after the fact yes. of him canceling it. Which I actually tend to believe this because from what I've, from what we've seen from him, he's pretty mushy when it comes to people dying. Right. Or, or I mean, when maybe he, when I, it's, when it's actually based on his call. Yeah. Right. Because when he's the trigger man. Yes. Yeah. Cause Syria, cause when they had the, which this also, I don't believe happened, but the chemical attacks in Syria, right. Um, they, what caused him to say, let's go after them. Uh, they showed his cabinet basically showed him pictures of children choking to death and, and dying. Right. And he just has a soft spot in his heart for people dying. I think, um, I mean, allegedly or possibly yeah yes i mean but i think it's a sincere thing because i actually heard him giving like talking about it on an interview Mm -hmm. where he was like so okay let me go back to this story and we'll talk about it (laughs) sure sure um so the general comes back to him and says the estimated death count will be about 150 right and he said doesn't really seem to be a proportionate retaliation to an unmanned uh aircraft so he actually did something right and for the right reason in my opinion well yeah i mean the magnitude of doing that by on its own like killing 150 people is terrible and it shouldn't happen especially for this like for what happened to like an unmanned drone but what happened after that as well like yeah, it, it would. You know, how many more casualties could this cause? You know, it's just it's supposed to, they they uh, you know apparently having anti air. I don't know how good of anti air they would have had against targeted strikes, but I mean, they could have could have killed American people as well. This, if we were to go to war with Iran, this could easily turn into an Afghanistan type thing where we're there for another twenty years. Right. They say, oh, it's going to be easy peasy. We're just going to walk in, just carpet bomb them and we're out. Right. Uh, that's not going to happen. Which this honest, is- honestly, in the go, turn back time a little bit and the campaigning was like the huge thing was boots on the ground and uh, getting people out of Afghanistan and getting people, you know, back home and not having people on the ground. And that's one of the things Trump ran on. Yeah. You know, opposing, you know, like criticizing Obama for having saying it, but not having it, having it done. And then him, you know, trying to pull people out, which necessarily hasn't happened. But now in this case, you know, where he could have had this big ornate thing, but obviously we don't know because it didn't happen. But uh, that's I mean, that's the first thing he's done that he ran out in his campaign that actually reflects it. A good bit. Yeah, the one thing I will give him is that he hasn't started any new shooting wars, uh, but he also hasn't scaled back any of the. I mean, we got massive trade wars now, I guess. Which I don't. Yeah, which I think is bad, but at least it's yeah, it's not it's not ending in death at least right now. Well, I mean, depends on what we're talking about because in Yemen we're aiding the Saudis. Uh, which the Saudis basically are putting sanctions on Yemen, um, which is start, which is allowing children to and starve. children, women, men, anybody indiscriminately are starving to death. Oh, Jesus, there, that's news. There's thousands of people that have died from starvation. There's there's a cholera outbreak in Yemen, which is extremely easy to to take care of. All you have to do is get them fluids right. and antibiotics, basically. But due to the the sanctions. The sanctions that were originated by us. No, uh, so it's Saudi Arabia. Saudi Arabia, but supported by us. Yes. Yeah, so we we give Saudi Arabia money. We sell them weapons, um, and yeah, for oil, I guess. And uh, yeah. I mean, as as a as, as I don't know, as brass taxes, you could put it. Yeah, I mean, basically. So, um, but anyways, you know, Donald Trump if he wanted to could call Saudi Arabia right now and say, we are not going to be giving you money anymore. If it's going to go towards 
the blockade against Yemen. Right. Or just outright support Yemen. But I guess that could ruin different deals we have with Saudi Arabia. Yeah, which I I mean, Saudi Arabia is the country that sponsored the terrorists who uh, did 9-11. But right. whatever. That's a side note, I guess. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, I guess we can just support a country that that actually caused the greatest calamity to ever happen inside the United States soil. Um, you know, whatever the number one supporter of terror, the number one state supporters of terrorism, but that's just a side note. Yeah. I mean, that's whatever. Um, but what I will say is that he has, he hasn't started any new shooting wars, but he also hasn't scaled anything. Sure. Sure. So I don't know. I mean, I think that, the reason why Donald Trump was not the candidate that they wanted is because he was unpredictable in situations like this. Mm-hmm. Like when it comes to war, I get real conspiratorial. Right. Um, because. Well, cause there's, there's a hundred different reasons for entry into a war. Cause like, obviously they could paint it as, Oh, they shot down our drone. Yeah. But I mean, there's a lot of things that may not come out for years that, are the actual reasons. Yeah, I mean, there's a lot of uh, money to be made, obviously. There's money to be made. Yeah, there's political gains. There's all kinds of things. So there's money to be made in creating the weapons that destroy, and there's also a lot of money to be made in the rebuilding uh, of the countries abroad as well. Right. I mean, that's... uh, I mean, one of the... I mean, what they teach you in history class in high school or middle school or whatever is the economic benefits of war like was it world war one or something like that we were I, I honestly i'm fucking up the dates here but like we were in the great depression is this world war two no Maybe. okay world war two would i guess would have been is right after great depression world war one happened and then the great depression hits right after world war one um which a lot of people attribute to the fact that we had world war one right um but I mean that that's kind of a that's kind of an aside. What were you saying? I well, I guess pull out of that because there's a lot of different things I'm not the most knowledgeable about, or at least at this moment. But um, just saying that the benefits of you know economically of having an all-out war, like there's a big boom in economics, like as far as businesses that are manufacturing, you know, the weapons, but on top of that, the food and the support. Um, for you know the families uh in the like, people in the war but then also the different people at home mm-hmm. and the different jobs that are created from what i understand wars tend to actually just lead or actually the the booms are actually bubbles that are created by artificially low interest rates and very high amounts of dollars being printed to fund right. the war which uh when everybody comes back and that money is no longer being funneled into something constantly. What ends up happening is it floods the market. Right. And, and I think ends up... The dollars worth less. Yes, exactly. Interest rates rise again. Uh, all well, that kind of well, stuff. Well, interest rates, they would have to rise to right. offset... Yeah, to the amount of money. Correct. But and then the money is worth less because of the value of it. Yeah. Being, um, you know, like you said, flooded. Yeah. So, I mean, it's... So I guess it's a debatable topic whether or not war is actually good for the economy as a whole or if it's just good for the handful of companies. Yeah, I mean, you could also say, yeah, like you're right there, like the companies that are quote-unquote sponsoring or doing the work, the manufacturing. But at the same time, like you said, I'm interested that bubble that I like the term artificial bubble that it is creating because then like it does well. It's like a temporary you know, band-aid to put on, like, say something at, like, a depression or a recession. I mean, that that's what happened in uh, 2008. Right. Is a housing bubble. So there were regulations that were put on banks that said that they have to loan to people no matter what. Basically, they could, or not no matter what, but they were kind of encouraged to make risky loans um, by the government. And because the government was pushing for people to have money to buy houses. Mm-hmm. Because they said, if people own houses, they're doing well, right? So people who were risky who were risky borrowers got really low interest rates, and banks lost all that money because people started foreclosing on their houses because they couldn't make the payments. Right. And then banks start going out of business, and then the government has to turn around and give a trillion-dollar bailouts to, uh, to the whole banking system. Um, 
and I it's so she, bubbles are everywhere. Right, right. Like and right now, I if I had to guess, we're probably in a bubble. I don't know what kind of bubble, but I mean, yeah, no, I understand what you're saying. Like I was I, gonna say, what was that movie that came out? That's basically all about the housing recession, the the bubble. I have no idea. It's like the big, the big something. It's got Steve Carell in it. I haven't I haven't heard of this at all. You should watch it. Uh, I'm gonna Google Foo real quick if you want to vamp. Right. Um, but we uh, but right now, interest rates have been very low for the past like since the crisis. Basically, they've been basically zero for many many years. Um, when if the if the interest rates were to actually fluctuate naturally based mm-hmm. on the market, what would end up happening is we would have had a really high increase in interest rates for a while and had to bite that bullet and take the pain because basically what we're doing is think of the money that's being pushed into the economy by the government as heroin, right? Right. So it's constantly being funneled in to sustain the the economy and interest rates are kept low. But what happens if you want to get clean and you want to have, you want to be better what you have to do is go through the withdrawals mm-hmm. and go through the pains of getting clean. And what has to happen is you have to allow the interest rates to fluctuate naturally, which will cause a huge spike in interest rates, which will make loan uh, getting a loan nearly impossible. It'll increase the price of a lot of things. Uh, but eventually what will end up happening is it'll start leveling out to a normal like a homeostasis basically where the market can actually control the interest rates on its own mm-hmm. and you don't have somebody artificially controlling it to try and maintain a certain inflation rate or deflation rate or whatever, which it, to me is why the fed should not exist because they could literally just say a word and completely change the economy. Right. Which isn't natural. Right. So, I mean, I mean, that was a big deal. <clears throat> Even in the past couple of months, was when uh, the Fed, uh, when the I guess the what is it called, the Federal Bank Administration, or something like that, uh, the Fed essentially. Yeah. But uh, it was like in March or something, and and everybody was like the markets. Everybody was predicting a rise in interest rates. Mm-hmm. Um, so and the market started falling. Well, yeah, but there was no rise in interest rates. They basically stayed the same. Yep. Um, which again changed everything. Um, anyway, the movie I was looking at was The Big Short. Yeah. It's got like Brad Pitt, Steve Carell, all that. Uh, Ryan Gosling, uh, Christian Bale. But a lot of, a lot of big actors. You should watch that movie uh, if you haven't seen it. Although, although anybody else interested in, in what we're talking about, it's a good movie, a good story about that whole quote-unquote crisis bubble, whatever you want yeah, to call it. I would say that um, with anything in Hollywood, as far as movies go, we had a bit of discussion yesterday or last week about it, but... You have to make sure that when you see some, when you watch a movie like that, you do kind of have to do your own research afterwards and actually try and come to the conclusion to see, because you don't want to just take it hook, line, and sinker. Right, because you, you got to understand you're watching an interpretation or something like that. Yeah, and um, there's so always going to be don't a sweat. Frame your, frame your thought around something that somebody's giving you. You want to do your own work Correct. and develop your own frame of mind. Exactly. But that being said, it's a good movie. On top of just being informational and storytelling, but mm-hmm. also about this. So, I mean, it you know, not to influence or create your frame of mind, but it's definitely a cool resource uh, for what, like, a story being told about the same thing that we're talking about from the side of, you know, brokers or people like that. Yeah, it's like the, the movie Vice. Uh, did you, see did that you movie? watch it? Yeah. I didn't watch it yet. It's a good movie. Uh, I saw it in theaters with Charlie. Oh, nice. Charlie was it's, on, not, it's on Hulu now. Yeah. I was Char- going to watch it the other day, and I didn't. Charlie was not a fan. She was like, this is fucking boring. I hate it. <laughs> um, but I took a lot of it at face value, um, which, I mean, honestly, a lot of it is factual, but it's the way it's framed that makes it seem kind of, mm, I don't know if it's really uh, being, if it's not being disingenuous, you know, they, they could just be framing things wrong. Right. But also... I, I mean, they're, I, they're showing you this story through a... I haven't seen Vice, obviously. Yeah. But, like, in most movies, they're showing you everything through a lens. Correct. Of, like, what they... What, one, the drama... The dr- drama... The dramatic, you know, story that they're trying to tell. 
as well as information that they're trying to pass on to you like yeah. the, like the like the moral almost some kind of message that they're trying to put through as well so i mean that sometimes i mean there's some movies that it totally taints the story because their whole thing was they were trying to tell you this one thing yeah, but I mean, whole, other times it, they do pretty good job. The whole movie basically is frame. It, it's within the frame of Dick Cheney was a monster, right? Which honestly, I don't necessarily disagree with because I actually have looked into it since watching the movie, and he did some pretty awful things. He, yeah, he. Um, <laughs> I was about to say. I mean, I'm already of that frame of mind, and I haven't seen the movie yet. Well, yeah, so. no. I mean, I, I already knew that Dick Cheney basically led the white house from right. the back like he he was basically the puppet master for yeah for george think, bush you think you think bush was doing all that <laughs> no i mean honestly i've heard i've heard same like not obviously the same magnitude or the same story but i've heard analogies of that with pence and uh trump mm. which which is i mean i don't you know you don't see pence in the news every day obviously because trump is a different breed so i don't know that trump can actually be controlled the way that george bush was george bush i mean they framed him like a little 12 year old yeah no i yeah and in this movie i mean they they actually make you feel a little bit of sympathy for him which is surprising well i yeah i imagine because especially movies called vice so yeah yeah, because what, what basically the way they frame him is as a guy basically as a kid who is trying to prove to his dad that he's not a fuck up because yeah. he has been his entire life. Same same movie with if you ever watch W with Josh Brolin. Same movie with uh, oh, there's another one uh, that's George Bush. Uh, just a story about George Bush. Mm-hmm. Same thing. It's just it's always the same that same story, which is uh, as true as it might be. It's also yeah. It's like you said. You develop the sympathy or the the you know empathy or whatever you want to call it for yeah for him because uh, but. Basically, they they kind of there's a lot of stuff because Dick Cheney was very secretive mm-hmm. and didn't let the public in on his life too much. Right. There's a lot of speculation. They actually make sure to tell you like like they'll they'll do a whole scene and afterwards they're like or something like that. We don't actually know because he was very secretive. <laughs> there's actually a whole scene where that happens. That's pretty. Great. And I was like, geez. Um, but the whole thing is just framed as Dick Cheney was this monster right. who kind of who sold out his his lesbian daughter sort of deal. Um, which honestly, he was one thing I will give him is he was pro gay and lesbian marriage before most people before most Democrats were. Right. Um, which most Democrats weren't pro gay marriage until. 2012 2000 well that's the thing that's a i mean that's another topic if you want to get into it but yeah Yeah. once it became popular uh, yeah once it became i I hate to say the word a fad it's it's not fat it's we'll say political fad yeah because it's not i mean we're we're talking about two different things here but yes like when it became political currency yeah became some yeah exactly when it became that it was a widespread immediately so and it it became a party line uh, as well you know on the for the two big parties that we're talking about here. But yeah, once it became like you're saying political currency, it was a huge deal. Yeah. I mean, uh, Barack Obama, uh, was against gay marriage until the 2012 elections. Right. So, I, yeah. I'd like to read more onto that to confirm that, but I, yeah, I've heard the same. Um, but I mean, he, it's just, that movie is very good. I like it. I like the way it's done. It's pretty comedic. It's also, from what I've gathered, pretty um, informational. Actually, gives you some good information. But yeah. also, there are things in there that are framed in such a way to make you feel. To it makes it's trying to get an emotional response out of you for certain things, mm-hmm. which leads you to think somewhat irrationally about what's going on. But he did ex- he did expand the executive branch's powers he came up with the idea that the that the united states president has the has authority over all basically right um and uh after 911 there was a bill passed that basically said the united states um basically the president can can strike other countries without it being considered war 
it's more like retaliate like retaliatory whatever right um and they can start conflicts but they can't start wars right um so it's just it's a i don't know i i, I thought it was a good movie though and, yeah. Well, um, another thing. Watch. Another thing that's that's cool about that movie is the director. Uh, his name is Adam McKay, which I when before the movie came out, I, I there was interviews with him. But what's cool is Adam McKay directed like basically every Will Ferrell movie you can think of right now. He's in the movie too. Yeah. Well, that, I didn't know that. He, but, he's a narrator. Oh, okay. Well, that's cool. But um, but yeah, he directed like Step Brothers, uh, Talladega Nights, uh, yep. Anchorman, Anchorman Two. Like he directed all these hilarious movies, yeah, no. uh, and then took on this very, to what I can uh, not having not seen it, a different dramatic movie um, about a more serious story. But yeah, that's cool to hear that it's also kind of funny. Yeah, because that's that seems to be his his thing. And Christian Bale, man, he fucking nails. Oh yeah, Dick Cheney. It's crazy. Oh, I bet. Like as you get further into the movie, as Dick Cheney gets older, like Christian Bale looks just like dick cheney sounds moves well yeah um his inflections some, it's crazy with the uh what do you, what do they call that the actors where they just like method yeah method actors like christian bale is one of the top guys there as far as method acting like as far as the most popular i mean because he also got like joaquin phoenix or uh what's uh marlon brando and those kind of guys or it's just they when they're in the role they are the role like they they are that person. Yeah. Same thing with like what Heath Ledger did with the Joker and all that kind of stuff. Like they just inhabit the role and it really makes for entertaining uh movie. So yeah, no, it, it was, um, but I, I think you should watch it and yeah, no, I definitely will. I, I plan to, so we can talk about it more. Maybe, maybe not on the podcast, but maybe, yeah, <laughs> maybe outside the podcast since we just <laughs> talked about it for 15 minutes. Um, but before we go, I want to talk, uh, have you been playing any video games lately? Uh, you know, I haven't. I've just been so caught up with the uh, aquarium habit. I've yeah. just been, my whole mind has been on that. So, you've yeah. been playing games? Uh, actually, recently I've been playing a little bit. It's I'm still not playing a lot, but I'm finding a night here and there to play. Um, but I was, uh, Asa was telling me about the game Dauntless, which mm. is like Monster Hunter World. Right. But created by Epic. So it's yeah, more I've, like watched him, I've watched him play it a little bit. Um, but I, I've played that a little bit, and I really like it. It's super cool. It looks it looks really cool. It's a really good free game. Um, yeah, that's cool that it's free too. It's not. Is it a beta or is it is technically? It, I mean, it's like it's like Fortnite. Right. Fortnite. Like where it's is free still, to play, but there's pay battle pass type deals. Yeah, Fortnite is still beta technically. I think. Right. Uh, well, I don't know about that. I think they might have full released it now. Well, I mean, you can buy the game now. Right, if you want, but it's like, but it's, you can still download it for free. Right. Buying the game, all you're getting is in-game shit, basically. Right. Um, so I guess it's probably not in beta anymore, and it's not a beta anymore. I yeah, guess. or maybe like you know, whatever the different phases of beta are. I mean, they go like beta one, beta two, all the way up. I so. mean, the game is constantly changing. There's never not something Which, that there's, I mean, ne- there's never something that's actually finite in the game. I mean, that's the way games are going. I mean, as far as the popularity of I mean, different games where like, oh, it's free to play, but you know, get buy this, you know, ten dollar a month thing or pay for this or pay for that. You know, it's it, that's yeah. microtransactions are a huge, huge such a huge thing. And we've talked about that extensively already, but yeah. I mean it's but it's cool to see another game pop up that's free to play that's actually really fun. It's uh it's super laggy. The oh, servers yeah. are shit. Uh FPS is real low. And it's just it, because it actually is in beta. Right. Um, but if you... So the, there's different types of monsters. They're called behemoths. Right. But there's different kinds. There's electric, uh, ice, fire, grass, and neutral. But you get you pick up quests around the main town mm-hmm. that is basically the home base. And then uh, you go into... You go up to like a message board basically that's like, here are the monsters that, we, that you want to hunt or whatever. So it's just like Monster Hunter World, if you've ever played that. Um, I've yeah, I've seen it. I've watched uh, people amount. play it. But you know, there, there's different challenges and stuff in the quest, and it's super super cool. I've only played maybe three times, but I'm 
already further ahead than Asa is because I take <laughs> quests seriously. You're just like an addictive. I know he plays a lot with like co-op type stuff, so. Yeah, but it's a um, it's super neat. I like it a lot. And oh, also, cool. speaking of games that constantly change, I mean, Black Ops Four. I got on today when I got home from work because I was waiting on Charlie, and I was playing. There's maps that they've that the same maps that they had before, but you know they make them nighttime, and usually it's literally just making it nighttime and just throwing like flares randomly throughout the map. Uh-huh. But there's a specific map that they actually opened up parts of the map that weren't open before and stuff like that. Like that's interesting. They always they always change the loading screen. They also have a battle pass type system where each season it's got completely different. Um, it's got a different theme for the different. So um, during Christmas, like that, during December, it was all Christmas themed. Right. Um, right now, I don't even know what the theme is because I didn't pay attention because I just played for an hour or so. Well, yeah. I know, like, uh, I actually, I did kind of lie. I've been playing Rocket League a little bit. Yeah. But, like, like just because we're talking about themes, like, they're doing their whole, I think it's summer of 80s. Oh, really? Like, yeah. So it's, it's pretty cool. Like, they got the new, uh, they have the Ecto-1 from uh, Ghostbusters on there now. And that's cool. A bunch of other cool stickers and 80s type theme stuff. It's cool. Yeah, that's neat. And they have a battle pass system now too. Yeah. Everybody's rocket, doing rocket it. Rocket pass. I mean, it, it's big money maker, man, and people people do it. I'm not going to yeah. lie to you. I got the one for uh, for Dauntless. Yeah. Oh, and, you did? Yeah. I mean, it's five bucks, whatever. Well, well that's fun. That's yeah. awesome. But I, I, don't, I shouldn't have done it because I don't play enough. But... Well, Whatever. you just let it expire. Whatever. Yeah. But uh, we can wrap up here because we're kind of trailing off here. Is that an hour? An uh, hour and six. Oh, wow. Seven. Nice. Doesn't yeah. feel like it. No. I mean, time flies. Yeah, we're getting and better it, at this. And, and that's why we've made it 20 weeks and it doesn't feel like it. <laughs> it's very surprising. It might feel like it to you guys. I'm sure it's just fucking grinds on you guys to have yeah, to that, listen. That guy that's listening to this a year later, guy or girl listening to this a year later, just grinding through them all. <laughs> Just, yeah. Hopefully. Fingers crossed. Fingers crossed we're still around. Um, But thank you guys for listening. Uh, I I say it every episode. I'm not going to... I always say I'm not going to say it, but rate, review, (laughs) subscribe, share. uh, Tell your friends about it. Um, And you know what? Just go suck a dick. Bye.